Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey friends, Grant Bolden here. Uh, welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. We've got another great episode for you today where uh, we actually are going to have TSL team member Brittany Richmond uh, chatting with Alex Dimchek uh, to talk about his career as a speaker, author, and CEO of Streamline Books. Now, Alex first got interested in speaking almost a decade ago, started doing it for free wherever and whenever he could. And in 2021, just a couple of years ago, Alex jumped ship from corporate America to pursue speaking as a full-time gig. And so Brittany and Alex are going to dig into the shift from being a hobby speaker to professional professional speaker. This is something we see with a lot of speakers where they struggle with. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. Also, we're going to talk about what Alex speaks on, how speakers can leverage a book in negotiations, what Alex and his team over at Streamline Books do for their clients, and much, much more. So if you're thinking about leaving corporate America or writing a book or both, this episode is for you. All right, let's jump right into it. Enjoy this conversation with uh, our very own Brittany Richmond and Alex Dimchek. What's up, y'all? Brittany Richmond here with the Speaker Lab podcast, and I'm so excited to be back. I am with a gentleman that I had the opportunity to meet and his company over at NSA this past year, and I'm so excited he hung out with us, and I love all of his people so much. In fact, I work with them on my book. More coming on that later. But Alex Demchek is an amazing human. I'm super excited that you're here on the podcast, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but welcome to the Speaker Lab podcast, Alex. How are you? Brittany, thank you for having me. I loved your little sneak peek you just dropped there about your book. It's going to be a big deal. You're, we're going to talk about it. We, we'll for sure do that. But yeah, thank you for having me on. And you guys were like the most hospitable team. You took our team to Top Golf. It was so great to get to know your entire team, Grant and everybody. And even just for my backstory, like as a, you know, thinking back to my early years of speaking and even now, I have benefited so much from y'all's podcast. And so it's an honor to be here and, and learn from you and just talk about things that you know matter in the speaker world. And I'm so excited for this conversation. I love it. Me too. So the first thing that I ask everybody when I interview them on the podcast is the most important question you'll probably ever get asked as a speaker. Are you ready? I don't even know where you're going to go with this one, but let's go. <laughs> let's, let's Okay. What is your walkout song on stage? This tells us so much about a person. Like people need to know the tone, right? So. Yeah, that's, that's good. So, I mean, I guess, it, I guess what if, cause I ha actually had this happen. I spoke at a, in a literal barn last year. Oh <laughs> so it's like, it was like, I live in Missouri and it was this random like ag seed company and it was in a barn. And so I guess for the, for, for this answer, I will say a country music song because literally just imagine it was like a group of farmers and it was like, it was kind of ridiculous. So for all the speakers listening, you're never too, you're never too big time. You're never on a big enough stage to go speak at a barn. You know, it kind of humbles you a little bit. 
<laughs> but yeah, that was that was an experience to say the least. So I guess maybe I would say maybe Darius Rucker or some kind of country music song, maybe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm from Illinois, so we're very close. We're neighbors. Um, so coming from the farm community, it's a huge community. So there's a lot of a lot of professional farmers in our area. So to me, that's like a big stage, right? It's like these are farmers, like in a barn. Was it a nice barn? Like all the questions, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like a, I would say it's a pretty nice barn. And I mean, it, that's that's part of Grant's story too, is Future mm-hmm. Farmers of America getting his start in the speaking tour, right? So yeah, there's, I mean, for all you speakers listening, there's a lot of opportunities in the farming world, and uh, yeah, you just gotta go speak in a barn and you don't know what will happen next. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So that kind of leads me into the next question. Tell us about yourself. How'd you get into speaking? What's your background? And then we'll touch on Streamline, which is your company, which I'm very excited for. So tell us all the things. Yeah, I went to University of Missouri, played football. And when I was on the football team as a senior, John Gordon um, came and spoke to the team. Best-selling author. He wrote The Energy Bus, which has sold millions of copies. And so I was just amazed, like here, like, first off, I didn't even know speaking was a profession. I just thought people, you know, that were successful volunteered their time, right? And so I um, went up to John Gordon afterwards and pretty much just told him, I was like, what I just heard you do was, was amazing. And I want to do what you're doing when I grow up someday. I said, like, can I learn from you? Like, what, can I be mentored by you? And he, he said, um, he said, are you willing to work for free? And I said, Absolutely. And so literally that was about eight years ago. Um, I started out managing his LinkedIn account and doing outbound sales for him, all these different things to where, um, in 2022, we co-authored a book together and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been on his leadership team and, and that's what got me into speaking. And so when I was at Mizzou, I took a public speaking class and I remember, out of 27 kids in the class, there was like two of us that enjoyed it. You like, it was pretty much like, Hey, if you, like, if you go first, you'll get an A or on the presentation. So like I always raise my hand to go first. And I remember the presentation, we had to like create a fake company and like present it. And Brittany, get this. So everyone rolls up to this class at 9am. I, in my slideshow, I found old Facebook pictures of everyone in my class from like high school. And I incorporated it in my talk. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Imagine like if you roll up to class, you're like tired, whatever, you had a long night the night before and you look up and all of a sudden there's like a picture of you on the slideshow. And so (laughs) I think it was that moment that I realized like I enjoy this type of thing. And so then after I graduated, got into corporate America, did sales for five years. And then like many of the speakers listening, I started speaking on the side and I started Mm -hmm. doing it as a side hustle. And it got to the point where I was doing, you know, I was doing free gigs at first, right? I had my day job and then I'd go do a free speaking engagement. I'd leave my cubicle and come back. And and so then it got to the point where I was doing five gigs a year, 12, 15 gigs a year, 20, 30, and Mm -hmm. finally got to a point where I just could no longer be one in, you know, one foot in at corporate America and one foot in speaking. I feel like it wasn't serving each other. It wasn't, it was just too hard. I was, I was stressed. And I actually met with uh, multiple mentors in my life. And I just said, look, in 30 years from now, I don't want to be slinging mortgages and say, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I want to be a speaker. And I gave them my numbers financially where I was at. I gave them all the questions, concerns, fears that I had. I had a a one-year-old daughter. My wife stays Mm -hmm. home, had a mortgage payment, all these things. And so from like the world's eyes, it was like, why would you ever quit your comfortable job? Right. Um, but actually in 2021 and December 21st of 2021, I walked out for the last time and I left corporate America. And yeah, and honestly, like podcasts like yours was such an encouragement to hear people like Grant who have done it or Eric Ream or yourself who are, who are going for it. And I can just say with full confidence, like the last few years has been such a blessing to see that like when you go for it, when you truly say, I'm going to 
dive into what I'm passionate about and I'm going to go all in. It's crazy to see the opportunities that come your way. And it's, uh, it's not perfect. It's not like it's all easy once you make that jump, but it is unbelievable. And I know you can speak to that as well. Yeah. I mean, something we talk about here with oncoming students, especially is mindset. So like how to really focus in on what's important and how to shift your mindset because we all have fears, right? Like, Yes. And to your point, when I got with my husband and I told him I wanted to be a professional speaker, he he didn't know that was a profession either. I didn't either when I first, you know, like, so you think of like Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk and you're like, these are professional speakers. That's not me, but it's a huge industry. Like you're in it. I'm in it. Like it's just, you immerse yourself in it and you see how huge it is and not just how big it is, but how many opportunities there are. I mean, the questions we get are like, is it oversaturated? Is it this? It's like friends. Like there's just increased opportunities. We recently just got back from Nashville and we had the opportunity to sit down with uh, the Premier Speakers Bureau. And they said like the industry itself is just growing. It's just massive, the opportunities that are being created in all the respective paths, right? Like youth, nonprofit, government, corporate, all those things. So talk about the mindset really quick about how you shifted from, yes, one foot into the safe space, stepping out into a path less traveled. What was the mindset that you had to shift to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And just a little, just to back up for a second, before I made that leap, um, someone had told me, they gave me advice. They said, when you make a jump of any kind in your career, you need, it's all, imagine it like this, you, you're, you're in one boat, right? And you're leaping to this other boat and you need to make sure that your boats are aligned so that when you make that jump, there's not a huge splash in the water, right? You need to make sure you go from one boat to the other. And so my mentor, they told me, they said, look, your boats with corporate America and speaking are actually, they're, they're so close that they're actually restricting each other. They're like causing friction. Oh. And they said, so you need to make a decision one way or the other. And so I think the, to your point, using just like you, my, my sports background and in the corporate America background, and then applying that to speaking, like channeling that energy, it's crazy. And I, I feel like I've probably heard Grant talk about this as well on the podcast that like, so like so much of the work is like getting the gig or getting to the stage, like a, such a small percentage of it is actually speaking. And I think so many speakers, they think it's the opposite. They think, oh, well, I need to, you know, um, spend years and years and years becoming this. No, it's like you need to just try to get a, get your first free gig like and that maybe then your first paid gig and then it starts snowballing. But it takes the mindset, I think. um I hear so many people say this about the speaking business or just business in general. You have to view it like a business, not a hobby. And when you apply, like when I think about the sales techniques that I took from corporate America and applied towards my speaking or the competitive mindset of football, you know, you get you get knocked down, you have to get back up. You get told no. You know, just last week, Brittany, like probably three or four events, I got told no. But I know that like I also signed one contract last week to speak somewhere. So it's like, I got, if I would have stopped after those three no's, I would never would have got to that next yes. And I think, you know that, you get it. And it's like, that's the mentality you have to have when you're out there trying to share the message that you're passionate about um, to help, to ultimately help people. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the mindset, right? I mean, we, we hear people all the time. They're, they're in this a week, a month a few months and they're like, nothing's happening. It's like, just keep going. I mean, over, over Christmas break is the hardest time in my opinion, because people are off for the year, you know, all things. So I'm sending out weeks worth of emails and nothing's coming through. And I'm like, that's it. I've peaked. It's over for me, you know, but I've signed probably six contracts in the last couple of weeks. It's like, it just happens that way. And I think that really just consistency is the big thing I talk about is 
consistency will win every single time. I mean, you know, you were an athlete. I mean, once we're an athlete, we're an athlete forever, that mentality, right? So, and I always think of Kobe Bryant, you know, may he rest in peace, but like, it's like you have to show up before everybody and do the basics every single day. That's what makes you great. You don't just get to the top and then you're done doing all the things, done with practices, done with all things because you're there. It's like you still do those things. And that's one thing Eric Ream talks about religiously is your power hour every single day. I mean, he prospects every single day. So there's a reason. And that's why I tell people too, there's a difference between a speaker is getting booked and paid and one that's not. And it's likely that mindset and that prospecting. So yeah, I, I love the I love the episode you guys did with Eric on geographical prospecting. That was so good because it's so true. It's like, it's it's you get a gig, but then now you're, the work's not done. Now it's, hey, how can I find another gig in that same area, even if it's lower budget? And, and what you said about Kobe is so true. It's like, um, what are you doing to find the people to get in front of the right rooms? And I, I think back to um, when I published my last book with John Gordon, The Sale, it's a, a book about, it's a fable about leading with integrity and building trust. And so, um, you know, I'm on this like book tour sharing about the book. And literally I'm at this school district. I'd done three events that day with them. I had one more event, like one kid shows up to my event that afternoon. <laughs> one fourth grader, like I wish I had the picture to show you. It's pretty good. But uh, one kid, and I think that humbled me in so many ways. Like it, it taught me like, it is never up to me on how many people will show up at one of my events, but it is up to me to be like excellent in every event I show up at. And I think that's kind of my message to, to everyone listening right now is like, you know, you almost have to just start you know, maybe you have to go through something like that where you have one person show up. Um, but it's, it's even the impact that you can have on that one person, um, that makes it worth it. And I think when you have that mentality and you take that to each room that you go speak at, Hey, I'm going to make an impact on one person today. I'm here for one person. I don't know who, um, you and I both know it's, we're probably going to make an impact on a lot more than that. But I think if you have that mentality, it's what drives you. It allows you to say, Hey, you know, like tomorrow morning, I'm going to get on a flight and I'm going to go to Texas, right? It's going to be early. I'm going to leave my family, all these things. But there's going to be someone in that room at this energy company in Texas that like, hopefully uh, I'm going to be able to make an impact on and there's going to be good conversation and they're going to walk out of that room, hopefully encouraged by something that we talked about. And that's the beautiful thing about, about speaking. I agree. And I, sometimes I ask people just like, like you said, one person will show up versus like maybe thousands, but it's, at the end of the day, it's like, are you showing up for you? Or are you showing up for them? And I think like when speakers get really down on themselves, like you had every, you know, opportunity to be like, oh man, this sucks. Like there's one person here. Like I have failed, like all these different negative self-talk that like we could have in those moments. But like, that's very internal instead of like putting all that energy on that one person that did show up, like who do we show up for every day? Do we show up for us or for them? And I think when we consistently frame it for our audience, even in the prospecting time, we're constantly reminded that we're here for that message to give to that person. And if we don't prospect, they don't get that message, then it just makes the the work way more rewarding in the end. Yeah, that's so good. My co-founder with Streamline Books, Will Severance, he said, and you met him, he has the great looking mustache. You've seen it. And it's he's, like, fabulous. <laughs> he's fabulous. Yes. He has a great quote that uh, I don't know who he heard it from, probably someone at Chick-fil-A corporate, but it's um, someone, someone, someone in the future is counting on you to get better today, right? They're counting on you to start that business, write that book, um, create that speech. They, someone in the distant future is actually counting on you to bring your best today and create this thing. And so, I mean, Brittany, even for you, like your book, launching it, you're doing it. I mean, how are you feeling right now with the book launch happening? You're speaking, you're going to be able to use this book to like upsell to clients. Like, 
I mean, just tell, tell the world about your book right now. I'd love to hear about how you're feeling. <laughs> well, um, it's crazy. I can tell you that much. It's very strange to me too. Well, I, I guess I got to set the premise. I, it was on my heart to write a book. I had met with multiple different organizations, even other authors. I've met with Eric, Michelle, Rick, people here at the Speaker Lab hearing about their experience with their publishers, just kind of learning for the better part of a year. And then when I met you guys at NSA, you know, I'm very much like I like to do business with people, not businesses. And just the connection that we had with y'all, y'all are, you know, my age. It was very much like a good energy, your values, your morals, everything aligned well with me. And, um, so I was like, all right, this is, this is literally God being like, here, here you go. Like it's time. So we, we dove in and, and here we are and it's been fabulous. And I can't say enough about your organization and, and your business of streamline the entire team you've assembled. Just they, it's just an incredible, incredible experience. I'm so grateful and overwhelmed with the support that I've had. So thank you for, for doing that. And yeah, so it, it, it comes out in March, very, very excited, nervous, all the things. And I've been working with Eric and talking with him recently about like the logistics behind, you know, a book with speaking and, and all the things. So it's a learning process for me for sure. But um, essentially it's my keynote way expanded, right? So like really expanded and a lot more, uh, detail and, and stories and, and hopes to serve more people with that message. Cause that's K in our framework, right? Like knowing when to scale, you know, speaking on stage, just one way to do that. And how can we continue to support our audience, you know, when we're done on stage? I think that that's so important. So can you touch on a little bit, the value of a book as a speaker and what that has done? Cause you have written one with John, like you said, which is fabulous. I have a copy of it myself. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got one book sale. It sounds like, there you go. <laughs> Just one. It's all the one. But um, tell us the value of a book with being a speaker. Yeah, well, I'm so excited for your launch. I can't wait to see you just blow it out of the water. But I think to you, what you just said, the framework, like if you are a speaker listening to this this episode and you have not created a framework around your brand, your keynote, like you need to get started. Whether that's a podcast, a book, a newsletter, whatever it is, the reason why we think a book is so powerful is because you know as a speaker, number one, you're able to raise your speaking fees when you have a book. Like that's just a known thing in the industry. Oh, you're an author? Cool. What do you charge? And you get to name your price, right? Um, but also at events, like think about Brittany, if you do 50 events next year, I'm just making that number up. If you do 50 events and every single event, let's say it averages 100 people in the audience. Well, now your sales technique is, hey, I'm going to make sure that the client, I'm going to upsell it and the client's going to provide a book for every person there. Well, that's 100 people times 50. I mean, that that's some math that starts yeah. adding up. And so not only are you making more money, but then just going back to the impact. I mean, imagine, Brittany, you do such a great job of like when you go to these high schools and people just, they love you, right? And it's like, you get to talk about these important messages around mental health, all these things that kids are going through today as with your athletic background, all the things. And now you don't just give them a keynote. They walk out of there with a book and they take that thing home and their parents go, oh, what's this? And they share it with them. And then their parents are going well, shoot, I have a company, maybe Brittany will speak of my company. And it's like, that's how it works. And it's crazy. And so we, we've actually coined this term at Streamline called hidden impact. And hidden impact simply means when you publish, you write, your pu you publish the book out into the world, you don't know who's going to be impacted by that book. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what it could look like is it could look like that one kid who comes up to you after a talk and says, they're just crying. And hey, I needed to hear that message. Or I, I thank you for sharing your story. And they start to tell you about their story. Or it could be that email you get from a parent going, oh my goodness, thank you for sharing. With, like 
that's hidden impact. And we think that is why people like you, Brittany, need to have a book because it's so powerful that you're 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 taking the framework, like you said, it was, it's a keynote expanded, but now you're able to to give it out and you're able to expand your reach. And so, yeah, even just the team we've assembled, assembled at Streamline, like I know you know with Jess and Missy, to, yeah, even just talk about the team, like. It, it just was so fun from our perspective to work for you. And I know they love that process as well, because I think it's like when you bring a team around your dream, it actually mm-hmm. helps you get the, get the book done. Yeah, I can't, I really can't say enough about Jess, especially like she, she, I mean, we've become good friends in this process. She's just amazing. And I love, I loved her energy. She brought her expertise. I mean, the team you've assembled is, is definitely a team of experts. I I'm very excited to continue to work and see what that partnership looks like in the future. Um, I love it. So tell me, uh, we haven't really touched on what you speak about specifically. So tell me what you speak about specifically and what are the audiences that you get to impact every day? Yeah. So we're just with the sports background. I speak at a lot of uh, sports teams, but then, you know, in coming from corporate America, my book with John Gordon called the sale it's on, you know, leading with integrity. And so, um, I mean, that's, my biggest encouragement to speakers is find topics that you can actually apply to a company or an organization. So for me, it's building trust, it's leading with integrity. And so it's really fun because I get to go in these organizations and work with people on, Hey, are you building trust as a leader? Are you someone who's a trust builder or a trust breaker? If you're being honest, like what would your employees say about you? And so um, whether it's speaking on my books um, or, or, are going to organizations that my uh, the next book that Will and I have coming out at, with Streamline, um, it's actually called Bestseller, but there's a line crossed through it. And you know, if you, if you look at the whole publishing industry as a whole, if you look on any website, everyone's like, oh, become a bestseller, become a bestselling author, all these things. And there's nothing wrong with being successful. Like my book, The Sale, it did land on the West Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. But our point is, um, you there your your message what you what god has put on your heart to write about is bigger than landing on a bestsellers list like you have a message and a story to share and so the reason why our book title literally has bestseller with a line crossed through it is like you're more than that and and we're we kind of feel like we're hopefully disrupting the publishing industry a little bit we're going against the current you know like we're um but we're just really excited so will and i will be coming out with that uh, later this spring and 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 we'll be speaking on that a lot as well just to organizations and and people going like look you um, it's not about being on a list, not about the money you make. It's about the impact that you can have. Absolutely. Gosh, just like we said earlier, like, are you doing this for you or are you doing this for them? I mean, there's there's got to be that constant gut check, right? As we do things like, not that we can't be prosperous and live our purpose and be happy while we do it, right? There, There's definitely some self-fulfilling prophecy along with all of that. But at, this, at the same time, like, why are we here? It's to serve other people with our message, what we've been through, what we've been put on our heart and all the things. What is your... What do you feel is, and I ask everybody this, the most underrated piece of advice that you could give any new upcoming speakers or even speakers who already are making like six figures a year looking to scale? Like, what is the one piece of advice that you're like, we don't talk about this enough or this really impacted me? Like, what is the one piece of advice you would give them? Yeah, I would say the reason why I've been able to grow my speaking business the way I have is because I've had the mentality of, scoop up the gigs. And and what I mean by that, when I say like scoop up the gigs is like, I know there's a lot of speakers out there who, and I think there is something to standing strong in your fees. I, I do agree with that. You know, at some point you do need to say, Hey, if I'm going to leave my family, get on a plane, like this is what I charge. But, you know, I, in the past few years, as I've scaled my speaking business, 
absolutely take on when, when the gig, when, when they're going to get books for everyone in the audience, when they're going to, like making it um, reasonable for myself, I'll do it at a lower fee at times. And I think a lot of speakers that are like, Hey, I only charge X amount and I'm not going to do anything under that. Well, I, I get that. But I also like if, if your message is, Hey, I want to Im- make an impact. I wrestle with that at times. And so I think my advice for a speaker out there, they're like, Hey, I only charge this amount. And that's great if you can do that. Um, and all of us probably can to a certain extent. But when it's a gig that's within, you know, what I would call local gig is within five hours of driving distance. Yeah, air air quotes local. It's like, I'm going to try to scoop that thing up. If I have the date available and it's not going to be, you know, it, my, it works out for my family to all those things. And so I would just say that's the that's kind of the, when I look at the John Gordons of the world who have, uh, I mean, just one of the top keynote speakers in America. I mean, he his first 20 gigs were probably free that he ever did. And so he's adding value, adding value, adding value. Well, then what happens? Well, then Jack Del Rio, who was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, gets the copy of the energy bus, brings him in. Now, all of a sudden, his client, he has an NFL client. He spoke to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then from there, boom, he keeps going. And so I think being mentored by John, I've just tried to take that approach. How can I scoop up as many gigs as possible within um, – within my limit, you know, and for me this year, what's actually crazy, this is my first year doing this. I'm actually capping the amount of gigs that I'm doing. And I've never done that before. Okay. I've never done that before. That's a new thing for me. And so um, just in scaling these different companies, I've actually said, I'm going to do 30 events this year, which is way lower, you know, about half of what I've done in the past. Um, but for me, I'm just going to try it, see what happens. Um, I'm going to say 30 for this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go over that amount. And so we'll see how it goes. Maybe next year, Brittany will have a check-in and, and see. Um, but it was a little scary for me to do that. But I think, hey, if I can, you know, try to hit my goal with doing 30 events, um, that'd be pretty cool. I really, I love all of that. And I love that for you. I think that the scooping up the gigs thing is so important. Uh, we talked this weekend, actually, about how, you know, every every speaker has a chapter one, right? Everybody's doing chapter one. They're speaking for free or speaking at these lower rates. But like you said, you, you never know who's going to be in the audience, right? And that was a big catalyst for me. That was a catalyst for Grant. You know, he just happened to be at this random gig and all of a sudden the right person was in the audience. And, and that happened to me. And I'm sure you've experienced similar things. Once you make that impact and that connection, that is the connection that leads to all these other opportunities. So I think just constantly encouraging speakers to get out and get in front of as many audiences as you can, because you never know who is in the audience that could be the tipping point for your speaking career is really important. Yeah, that's that's so good. And, and a, a advice that I received uh, is, is that speaking leads to more speaking. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's not very complicated, but it's true. The more you speak, the more opportunity, if you're adding value, the more opportunities you will get. Because the reality is, you know, people who are hiring, people who are in a position to bring you in to speak, they are good at recognizing value when they see value. And even if you think about like people who are wealthy and they invest in companies, or I've been around a lot of private equity people, they, they, like they're so good at spotting value. I talked to the guy recently. He said, if I get a hundred businesses that I could invest in, um, eight, you know, 88 or 90 of them, I'll only, I won't even consider. And then out of the remaining 10, I'll, I'll only look at two, you know? And so it's like, they're so good at sifting through the noise to find value. And so I think that's my encouragement for all of us on this is if you can be a person of value, people will find it and they will, they will not only find it, they will seek you out to come share it. Yeah. And I think just really quick to touch on that, the value that we bring isn't just on stage, right? Like a lot of what we do, I mean, 
like you said earlier, it's such a small part of what we do from that first email we try to send with prospecting all the way through, even when we're at events, like if I, every gig I go to, I'll always text the person when I'm in town, when I'm on my way. And I'm always like, do you need me to pick anything up? Do you need me to run to Walmart? Like I try to be that person that's like, what can I do for you? Like, and they're like, we don't need anything. You're the, the, the quote unquote talent or the speaker. And I'm like, I'm here to serve you friend, like not the other way around. So I think constantly being even just that moment of, can I do anything for you? How can I serve your event? I think is really important to note that that's the value we bring also. Exactly. And that event planner remembers that because they work with so many speakers. And when you go out of your way to do that, they're like, oh my goodness, we need to have Brittany back next year. And I think it goes back to our original earlier conversation of what are you doing beyond the keynote? And I think that does get into, like for me, when someone reached out to me to speak, I don't just say, yeah, sure, I'll speak. I say, hey, do you want me to speak or do you want me to speak and get copies of my book for everybody and get an action plan that I've created on the book that we can apply during the keynote? And oh, by the way, I also created a course that is for post keynote. So now all of a sudden there's a package. And so I think that's where, to your point, you can get creative with these event planners say, hey, look, it's not just me speaking for 45 minutes. It's like this ongoing value add. And I think that should be your goal as a speaker. I love it. I love it. This has been fabulous, Alex. I'm so glad that we I feel like we could talk for so long about all the things, but I want people to be able to connect with you. So where can they find you? Where can they find Streamline? Where can they connect if they want to talk to you about a potential book? Like, give me all the facts as you as a speaker, you as a CEO of Streamline, all the things. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, so cool little announcement just for your podcast. Anyone who comes to Streamline from the Speaker Lab podcast, we are going to give them a discount uh, to, to do their book. What? So, <laughs> hey, Brittany, this is just for you. So um, yes, uh, and you can reach us at writemybooks.com. So writemybooks.com. If you come to us, just put in there that the Speaker Lab, you heard this podcast, we would love to give you a discount and do that for the Speaker Lab team. And yeah, my website is alexspeaking.com uh, with all my speaking information and then um, writemybooks.com. We would love to help. Yeah, just talk with anyone that's interested in sharing their story, expanding their keynote like you're about to do, Brittany. And so I can't wait uh, to have a book launch celebration for your book coming out soon. And I know I'm sure all the Speaker Lab listeners are going to get get a copy of your book as well. So, Oh my gosh, I'm so great. That's so kind of you, Alex. That's so kind. It just shows that the impact you're making as a speaker, but also as a man, as a husband, as a father, but also as, you know, the owner of Streamline and like you and your team just wanting to help people impact others with their message. I'm so grateful there's people like you in the world. See, this is why I want to work with y'all. This is exactly the reason. So I I value that. I value that. So leave us with what is your favorite part about being a speaker, Alex? Wow. There's a lot of them besides um, going in like a random fancy hotel every once in a while or things like that. Um, no, I'm kidding. It gets old after a while as, as all the speakers know, but sure. I, would just, I would just say it goes back to the people. It goes back to the people that you meet, like just thinking since 2018, as I've been doing this, like the amount of amazing people, people like you, um, people that are in the industry that you get to connect with. Um, it's just, it's, it's really cool. And uh, so, yeah, I, th- I just think if you're people focused and that's your that's what you're focused on. I think good things are going to happen in your career and you're going to look back at any of your speaking career. And actually that's maybe my answer. Maybe one of the best part about speaking is that you never have to really retire. <laughs> you know, <true>. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you never really have to retire. Like you can just kind of scale it down. So right. pretty hopefully when both of us are like 80 years old, we're, we're on a podcast, <laughs> you know, talking about, Oh, how many gigs are you doing this year, Brittany? You know? So, <laughs> so we'll see, but that's probably the best part about speaking is you never have to retire. So 
I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, this has been such a huge value add to our listeners. And to me personally, I just love connecting every time we do. I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on. I'm so thankful. Friends, I hope you connect with Alex and his team at Streamline. And if you do decide to utilize Streamline to write your book, um, please let us know. We would love to celebrate you here at the Speaker Lab in any way that we can and support you. And I will, I'll see you guys next time on this amazing podcast. Talk to you soon. Hi, friend. Are you ready to get serious about taking your speaking business to the next level? Maybe you are someone who is looking for ways to book more paid gigs, or maybe you're trying to figure out all the different things that go into building a successful speaking business. Or perhaps you are an experienced speaker who wants to scale your speaking business to multiple six figures. If that's you, I'd encourage you to visit thespeakerlab.com slash call. Again, thespeakerlab.com slash call and book a free, no obligation call with our team. And if you're not quite ready to take that leap, I don't want you to hesitate and checking out all the free resources that we have available to you on our website, including this podcast. So head over to thespeakerlab.com. Again, thespeakerlab.com. Find hundreds of blog posts, how-to guides, podcast episodes, email scripts, proposal templates, and so much more. Finally, I got a big favor. I would love for you to leave us a rating or review for this podcast. We read every single one, and it also helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can use to build their own speaking careers. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.